0: welcome to welcome to prime time a show covering the freddy krueger hosted anthology series freddy's nightmares one episode at a time i am brennan klein every episode is brought to you by listeners who donated to the okra project donations are now closed thank you so much to everybody who contributed once again returning champion for his fourth time on the show um from
1: fright school from art time of the month welcome back to welcome to Primetime, joe farron hello Hello, Brennan. Glad to be here for the final. For the, I was going to say finale, but then it came out final. Uh, finale. <laughs> it, f- finally, it's the finale. <laughs> yes. I am so elated. The,
0: my shoulders, the weight has been lifted off, thrown into the ocean.
1: <laughs> um, I'm so ready to be free of Freddy's nightmares once and for all. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. But, you know, again, in true Freddy fashion, this could definitely come back, you know, several times. At it, least ten. <laughs> it could, but also I don't think anybody wants it to. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Like, Nightmare on Elm Street coming back? Yes. Mm-hmm. Freddy's Nightmares? We'll just have to see about
1: that. <laughs> yeah. mm, not so much. <laughs>
0: Um, we are here to talk about the final episode, season two, episode 22, the 44th episode of this television program. It's called Life Sentence. Um, uh, Which has felt like that for you, right? <laughs> it really has. It's, it's been almost my entire quarantine, or it started in summer, so not in, like half of quarantine. Um, it's really been, it's been a time. Um, original air date of this episode is March 11th, 1990. Um, here's what you could have watched instead. A lot of stuff, actually, this weekend. You could have watched Joe versus the Volcano. Mm. You could have watched The First House Party. Um, and you could have watched the feature film adaptation of The Handmaid's Tale, starring Natasha Richardson. Wow. So That's, that's a really wide variety of things. Oh, yeah. You were spoiled for choice this weekend. Um, but everyone, you know, as we know, none of those movies made money because everyone was home watching the finale of Freddy's Nightmares. <laughs> Um the writer of this episode was David Zuckerman. He's written on Fresh Prince. Um he's written on King of the Hill. He developed and executive produced shows like Wilfred and Family Guy, at least the first season or so. And he composed the theme music for Family Guy. Big big C V on this one. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a feat. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's always shocking when these people have done things that I've heard of. Um and the director of this episode is Anita W. Addison she is one of two or three women who directed on this show and the only black woman to direct on this show um i'm glad they got her for the finale i don't know where where they kept her this
1: whole time yeah (laughs) they were like we'll give you one at the end yeah but in she worked in the way of a lot of tv directors
0: she worked intermittently but consistently until her death in 2004 she did knots landing quantum leap er so i really want to know more about this woman
1: yeah she she was like you know she sounds like she's one of those uh uh, people who just work 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 (laughs) like rihanna said exactly like rihanna has said and also this cast
0: is uh, like i hesitate to use the word stacked but there's some interesting things to kind of chew on here Um, as Dr. Elaine Alamo, not Alamo.
1: Yes. (laughs) I felt like she, the first time she corrected someone, she was correcting me. (laughs) I was like, I apologize. I'm sorry. (laughs) But yes, um,
0: she is played by Penny Johnson. Um, She was on 93 episodes of Castle, um, 45 episodes of 24, 15 episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And most importantly, she was in the Hills Have Eyes part two um which is the movie that is famous for having a dog having a flashback (laughs) (laughs) um as johnny we have raymond cruz um who has been in everything um Mm -hmm. most recently um at least i've seen him as the curandero in the curse of la llorona um but he was also in breaking bad and better call saul alien resurrection training day under siege Clear and present
1: danger, Gremlins two, Dead Again, any movie that exists. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, is that Tuco? Like, <laughs> I, I I have it written down. I'm like, is that Tuco? Here? Is that his Breaking Bad character? That yeah, was his Breaking Bad character. Okay. I, I I don't watch that show. Oh, uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Don't, don't don't tell anyone. I won't tell Vince Gillian.
0: Don't worry. Yeah, I'm um, just like, don't let my parents know. They certainly have not listened this far into the podcast. So I'm very grateful. Um. <laughs> but i think i i think i've successfully
1: pulled a con on them that i have watched it. <laughs> yeah. just like when you when you in the like i mean we all do those things where it's like the weird things we lie to our parents about it's just... <laughs> for sure <laughs> where it's like i just don't want them to tell me to watch it anymore
0: <laughs> um but yes as dr redmond we have glenn turman um who was in gremlins so we have another gremlins connection but he originated the role of travis younger in a raisin in the sun on broadway what (laughs) yes (laughs) um so this cast (laughs) um yeah just you know processing that (laughs) yeah i mean look um the the roles for black men in the 60s to 80s you just take what you get you know (laughs) yes very much um but yeah so that that happened um here is what this episode is about for some reason once again it's about a prison i think just because they ran out of budget for the show towards the end of the season they're like we got to reuse this set (laughs) um so uh the main guy of this first half he's a guess what a prisoner um but we see why he's in prison he judo chops a guard for an armored truck um and they're he he and his partner whose name i wrote down later because it sounds it's hilarious um but so he ends up killing the guard to the bank truck even though he didn't have to and he's like relax we're not gonna get caught cut to he is caught yeah Um for some reason that flashback of his robbery is couched within the dream of Dr. Alamo. Um I don't know why that's happening. Um but basically she works at a police
1: station. Is she a is she a psychological Yeah, I think she's like maybe she's like the in-house therapist um or she's the person who's like who assesses the the mental health like when you're about to go on parole or something like that's what i feel her role is oh yeah oh yeah because she does do the parole assessment for andy yes you're right okay so um
0: freddie shows up in a ski mask and oh boy this this interstitial goes places where i was like i was kind of hoping that it would go there and then it did and then it went further (laughs) um so he's like i just got back from four of my favorite banks The blood bank, and then he like pulls out some blood. Um, The eyeball bank, the organ bank, and the sperm bank. (laughs) Um, And he opens up the sack from the sperm bank and gets a little receipt out. And he's like, what? A substantial penalty for early withdrawal? And he just kind of (laughs) giggles. It's so junior high. (laughs) Yeah, it's... (laughs) Also, such an
1: elaborate way to go for a premature ejaculation joke. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like... I was like, what's the joke? I, I it took me a minute because so I'm like, what is the joke here? And I'm like, yeah, oh, it, it, I get it. It's too banky almost. <laughs>
0: um, But yeah, so Andy's getting paroled in three days. He needs to visit Dr. Alamo. For some reason, he has a joint session with Raymond. Raymond, yeah, Raymond Cruz. I was,
1: I was like, is this like... What kind of group therapy is this? It's yeah. only two people. It looks like couples counseling. Yeah, and much as you
0: would be heard in a couple's counseling session, he does say, shut your face, rat man. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so basically they start bickering like children in the backseat of a road trip. Um, and she's basically assesses that like, there is no way that, you know, he is fit for parole because he's basically bragging about being a murderer and he just has no remorse. Um, so one thing i noticed is that her hair looks like a noose which i thought was really interesting it was like the poster for april fool's day oh oh okay which was a choice um but basically she goes to the warden and she's like look andy is clearly violent and unrepentant and we should not be releasing him um and she like duplicitously has requested that his former partner who wants to murder him for like getting them caught um to be transferred to this prison um
1: sorry but the yes. warden is also like whatever <laughs> yeah the warden does not give a shit no he's just like i'm running i'm running for office whatever <laughs>
0: god um more on that later yeah um but yeah so she requests this guy to be transferred but his name is bruno Gaines, which is very close to bruno Ganz, who's the german actor who played hitler in that viral clip of hitler yelling at everybody <laughs> where they changed the subtitles to be about whatever
1: i love i love this i love you so much (laughs) (laughs) uh thank
0: you i love you too joe um but yeah so andy says he's going to go back to live with his mom or no does andy say that or does raymond cruz say that
1: raymond cruz says that because he like found the lord and knows the bible by heart which i mean uh, this prison has a very you know tenuous relationship with the church because <laughs> really I, does. because i think the warden is the same warden from the previous episode it is that 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 character has carried over okay um i forgot to mention that um sorry everybody i'm not doing my due diligence it's okay Um, i if if i i for some reason it went back to after i finished um life sentence it went back to the previous episode and i was like oh it's the same guy like i didn't even know like having watched the episodes like consecutively that i picked up that oh it's the same warden i was just like oh nondescript older white man so i'm like okay (laughs) oh yeah i wouldn't have noticed if it wasn't just the same actor listed as i was researching the actors
0: yeah um, but yeah, so he has a talk with Raymond Cruz through a sliver and a mirror about like what they're going to do once they're out. Um, and this is when I really start to think that Andy looks a lot like DJ Qualls from Road Trip. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> he's just very dorky looking. See, I, I thought he looked like the guy from Reanimator and from beyond. Oh, Jeffrey Combs. Yes, yeah. Uh, he has like the hair. He does. Uh, um, that's, I think kind that's of fair. And then, like, later on in the episode, he has that kind of, like, incredulous face that (laughs) Jeffrey Combs has as well. (laughs) He certainly does. Um, But, yeah, so
0: Dr. Alamo ends up coming to Andy and just straight up bragging to his
1: face that she will never let him be set free. (laughs) Which, like, you know, I mean, I I don't know if. I don't, it's like girl i don't know if you've watched as many revenge comedies as i young a young homosexual has but you don't just do that right away yeah you don't just express to him and she's yeah she's like does the name richard barbian mean anything
0: to you and i'm like it doesn't to me because that's not a name yeah <laughs> yeah um and he's like, no. And she's like, that's the name of the guard you killed. He was my father. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twist, revenge, whatever. Why doesn't he know the name of the man he killed? Wasn't he on trial? Wouldn't that name have been said hundreds of times?
1: Exactly. Wouldn't you have seen his, like, widow sitting there with their pre- supposed daughter? You know, like, where's where's the trial flashback? Did we already dismantle the set from the very first episode? <laughs> yeah. He is just,
0: uh, I guess not paying attention (laughs) um so he has a dream that he gets let out he's wearing a tuxedo um the warden comes to let him out and he says some dumb line that i wrote down later but it's like how's the living andy
1: yeah and i'm like dude this is a you run a prison like (laughs) Like the, the the cruelest thing, the most the cruelest and unusual punishment you could give is to ask a prisoner how how are you living? Yeah,
0: and so he's being let out, and there's some very strange honky tonk music. Um, it ends up being a dream that he walks out the door into an electric chair, and Doctor Alamo is there, and she evilly laughs at him. Um, they find out that Bruno Gaines has escaped while he's being transferred. This whole this whole back and forth is wild to keep track of. Um, So, okay, so Dr. Alamo comes in, there's a really crappy like ADR voiceover of some Hispanic inmate going, mira, check out the new doctora, ay! (laughs) And it is even worse gringo accent than the one that I just did. It is really weird. Um, And you do not see this person who is speaking. Um, and she's like, I came to apologize. And then she's like, I do want to set you free. As much as I'd love to kill you myself, I don't think I'd be as nearly as effective as Bruno. So she wants to set him out so he can be murdered by his former partner. Mm -hmm. So now he wants to stay. He has another dream about being let out. Um, yada, yada, yada. He has a dream that Bruno corners him. Her dead dad's the driver of the taxi. Who cares? Um, and then this the for the third time the warden comes to let him out and he asks how are you living Andy and I'm like this is just groundhog day I'm sick of
1: this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um so but when he gets let out he does not want to be out of prison so he shivs Dr. Alamo and murders her. Um he ends up back in prison and then he finds out that Bru- Bruno Gaines has been recaptured and will be coming to the prison. <laughs> Um and they let him in Bruno into his cell. They're like, don't let him kill him, but let him come real close. Dun dun dun. The... <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry to kind of steamroll on that one, but I was like, I I need to get through this so I can keep it all
1: in one piece because it's the back and forth of it is so confusing to me. Yeah, it's just, it's so much happens, and I'm like watching this and I'm like, so much is happening, but at the same time. I feel like at any moment it could be, this is actually a dream.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard to invest
1: in what's whatever
0: is happening on screen because you're like, what is any of this real? Why would I care? Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, Freddy shows up. He's like, poor Andy got Bruno for a cellmate. That ain't nothing. Or that, wait, I don't know. But that ain't nothing. Meet Gus here. He got me for a cellmate. Oh, and then he does a really bad prison rape joke with Gus dropping the <laughs>
1: soap. I know, and it's like, Gus, fetch the soap, and then he bends over, and I'm like, ooh, d- <laughs> I don't think we need this.
0: Yeah, and then Freddy slashes him on the butt, which is, um, I'm glad, I'm actually glad that happened, because at least the implication is no longer there. It's now just a metaphor rather than like, oh, I'm probably gonna rape this man.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, oh, God. Like it at least makes it into something slightly different, even though we know what we know what's happening. Exactly. And I was like, wow, there some, <laughs> the writers were like, oh, we, we gave it everything we could in the last episode. And now we're just picking first thought. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the less said about that scene, the better. Um,
0: but yeah, so now we can cut to a political commercial. Um, you know, not, this is not the time to be thinking about these. Um, but it's like, <laughs> Dean Warden says he's tough on crime. You better believe it. And then, so it's somehow they have cast Andy the prisoner as in this commercial, which does not seem legal. Yeah, that that's cruel and unusual. Yeah, but Andy's like, you better believe it. I haven't had caviar in the last two weeks. Um, and basically they're like, Take that endorsement from lifelong slime bucket Andy. If you're a scum sucking pig, vote for Warden Dean Handler. <laughs> Great stuff.
1: I, I just love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, there was something about caviar, right? It's like...
0: Yeah, he's the, like... Yeah, the... he's, yeah, he hasn't given me the caviar. He's really tough on me. Um... And so it's like, vote for Sheila Reinfeld. And I think this is the only shot of the episode where we actually see Sheila Reinfeld. And she's some sort of hillbilly Ethel Merman.
1: <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, my God. She looks like a lunch lady. She looks like... <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, hey, hey, vote for me, Sheila.
0: There's gold in them there, Hills. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um But yeah, so it's very strange um a freddy shows up he ripped through an election banner he's like vote for warden Hendler for a kindler gentler kinder gentler springwood over my dead body and his um so yeah the warden is like okay so he goes to andy he's like look i need a leg up over sheila because this ad is apparently working really well um he's like i will get you on parole if you tell me where you hid the money from the bank job so i can like you know get all the credit for discovering this. And he's like, you're a young man. You've got a good 35, 40 years ahead of you. And I love people guessing people's lifespans. It's such a weird choice.
1: Yeah. And it's like, what? You, you look like you, you look like you live to 90. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then he's like, yeah, if I win that election, you'll win your freedom. And then he goes to Dr. Douglas, who is Mr. A Raisin in the Sun. Mm -hmm. Um, He wants to test his, hallucinogenic truth serum on prisoners it's very this man is he's one he's he's a race traitor essentially um where it's like the this this black man should not be testing drugs on prisoners like this is this is cruel and unusual um but yeah so it's called drf it opens up the brain to any suggestion um the warden is like, I will agree to let you use it on Andy. Um, And he does use the drug on Andy. Oh, and he does say, he says, word to the mother, which first of all is not that phrase.
1: I I was like, I was like, did he just say word to the mother? And I'm like, is the mother like the Holy Mother? Like the Holy Mother? Like the Virgin Mary? Or is it like, is this like the old gods? Like, is it like the Father, Mother, Crone? Like, oh, like he, Mother Gaia? Yeah, Mother Gaia. Like, who is the mother? Is this, you know, is this Mother Monster? Is this an early Gaia? <laughs> I hope it's Mother Monster. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very strange
0: and also just the you know as much as the previous episode was racially charged this one's worse in some ways um i mean i appreciate i uh, guess it was directed by a black woman and the lead in the last part was a black woman so I was like all right great but this part's icky
1: yeah it's very icky uh, what he says also something the doctor says didn't you read my treatise <laughs> Which, oh, yeah. which I like wrote down because I was like, that is not how, like, <laughs> that's not just something that you, like, <laughs> didn't you read my treatise? I'm like, isn't it? Yeah, like my, my academic thesis that was published in Science Today? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I was like, okay, like, this is, we get it. You're smart. <laughs> <laughs> You're a doctor. We get it.
0: Yeah, it, it's, this whole thing is peculiar. But anyway, so they use the drug. Um, for whatever reason, the warden thinks that he can convince Andy into telling him where the money is by pretending he is Bruno, um, which seems like the worst choice, but it happens. He uses the power of suggestion. Andy thinks he's back in his cell with Bruno, and Bruno's like, all right, um, we'll escape, and you'll tell me where the money's hidden, Um, but then Andy gets really sick from the drugs, so he calls the guard, and he's like, I'm sick. Tell Bruno I can't see him tonight. He'll understand what it means, and I'm like, it's cl- it is very clear that you are trying to escape.
1: <laughs>
0: like this is not good enough code.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like this is the dialogue that a desperate older white man has written.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, speaking of, um the guard's like, "Bruno, Bruno got the chair last night. The
1: big Zapparoo, 10,000 volts right through the old brainola." <laughs> I- I ref- uh, and it's very and when that happened, it was like okay, this is the same people who were like, "Didn't you read my treatise?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the script here, no notes, great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, no notes, <laughs> do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> green
0: light. Um, but yeah, so some we have kind of faded through. Like it, it is unclear where the delineation between like what the suggestion dream was and what real life is in this moment. But he, the drug is making him sick. He collapses in his cell. Um, basically, the guard was not supposed to mention that Bruno has been executed because that will ruin the plan of, like, him using Bruno's visage to convince Andy to tell him where the money is. So he's like, oh, no, that didn't actually happen. Uh-huh. Um, and he's basically like, he, the doctor is like, we cannot administer this drug again because it might actually kill him because he's so sick. Um, we need to give him a few weeks, but the warden's like, no, we must do it. Um, but so he's doing it again. He's as Bruno, but it keeps like fading to the actual warden's face. The drug's not really working. Um, because the doctor has sabotaged the experiment. Um, but so then the warden, like the, the dribble, like the IV drip of the green stuff. He just like, lets it loose. He's like, all right, it's all going in there. Yeah. All of it. Um, but then, anyway, he just changes tax because Andy starts dying. And he's like, you know what? Maybe telling the money, maybe telling you where the money is will get me into heaven. It's in Springwood Bank, box
1: 3824. And I'm like, what? You, you, you put your stolen money in a bank? Yeah, when he's like, it's in a bank. And I'm like, is this a riddle?
0: <laughs> no, it's just in a bank, in a security box. I don't understand. Uh, like I thought it would be under a fucking tree or something. Yeah, I'm like in a it's bank.
1: Under a tree. It's you know, it's um in the zoo or something. Uh, that would be a great place. Anyone's um, listening, you know, just remember. It could be in yeah the zoo.
0: And then just anytime you go to a zoo, just double check that somebody put the money there and then you can take it. Um But yeah, so it's this whole thing. He has a dream where the doctor's like, You're just as guilty as I am and he straps you down or there's, there's a whole thing. It's a whole, I don't, I'm really beyond the point of caring about this plot, about this show. I don't give a shit. Um, (laughs) the doctor doesn't trust the warden. The warden doesn't trust the doctor. There's some dream shit going on. Who cares? Um, but, what does end up happening is the doctor has, I mean, the warden has a live exclusive interview with Springwood Confidential, which we've seen in two previous episodes. So some consistency there. Um, Springwood Confidential is the beefy boy of season two, mm-hmm. where it's it's the one thing that kind of connects multiple episodes. <laughs> um, but the doctor um, is there at the interview. Um, and he's he spills the warden's water. He's like, oh, I'll refill it for you but he spikes it with the truth serum. (gasps)
1: Gasp!
0: (laughs) I did not see this coming. No. uh, What I truly didn't see coming was that instead of just letting the interview play out and have the warden tell the truth, the doctor crouches behind the anchor woman's butt
1: and feeds questions to the warden. (laughs) Which, like... Like, if I were the anchor woman, I'm like, what is this, like, you know, in a lab coat? I think he's still wearing his <laughs> yeah, lab coat. Yeah, he's still wearing
0: his lab coat. Yeah, he's a doctor, of course. you need to,
1: you must know him as a doctor. Um, He's like standing beside me. It's like the, it's like the most awful version of like Cyrano de Bergerac, right? It's just like. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> the, the warden's clearly like looking down and behind her and answering questions. And I don't know what the
1: audience of this show thinks is happening. <laughs> I was like, is this a hallucination or I'm like, cause how, but I'm like, no, he's like actually telling him stuff. Okay. And, and that's where I decide to, you know, that's at that moment. That's where I decided to disengage. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense
0: because the woman, he has already been spiked with the truth serum and the woman has specifically asked him, like, how did you find the money? So he's, this is all set up perfectly. And then the doctor is like crouching like a little gremlin in the corner. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's a really terrible plan. Um, and, yeah, so the warden confesses on live TV through this really elaborate, unnecessary situation. And, yeah, and then Freddie shows up and he's like, that's something for you, huh? A politician finally tells the truth. Well, they elected him sheriff of Springwood anyway. My kind of town. And I was like, that actually,
1: it's very 2016 vibes. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this that was our billy bush interview <laughs> and still nothing <laughs> yeah tragic at least we're, we're in a semi better place
0: right now still not a great place but like at least it's not as hard to think about
1: um
0: but yeah what are your final thoughts on this episode was it a dream was it a nightmare did it put you to sleep
1: um i think the first half of the episode uh was a dream um mainly because I love a I love a powerful black woman. Um True. exercising her right to kill <laughs> <laughs> um in the most like you know in the very in the most kind of sterile way possible, but still. Um and then the last half was a nightmare, mainly because um I personally just hate anything where you're like being gaslit or it's playing with your perception of reality. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, but, and and for other reasons, the second half is a nightmare. So it's kind of both. It's kind of both for me. Yeah, I would. I, I think it just generally it's a nightmare. I'm like, why do we have two prison
0: episodes? Like, I know it must be budget reasons, but it's like, this did not need to be the thing that was the theme for the back two episodes of the season. And also, wouldn't you want to end your season on an episode that actually features Freddy? Yeah. It makes no sense um this was such an arbitrary episode to be the last episode of the season whether
1: or not they knew they were getting a third season ordered
0: it's like this is not how you end a season
1: no and it, it there's no closure i was like i was kind of i was actually expecting a lot more i was expecting more death more you know you know go out with a bang and you're yeah, right it, they should have had freddie because if this was going to be like why just not even exactly what you said like as a finale episode to not feature in some way the characters from the first season or the first episode or maybe make this like a going into one of the sequels that were coming out of the time I don't know I mean again this is like this is pre agents of shield <laughs> where yes. we didn't you know we couldn't realize that kind of uh synergistic plot elements but um I was expecting more.
0: Yeah. Or even just like, a, a, even if Freddy can't be featured in the main story, like get a kind of sweeps week kind of story going. Like this is this is nothing. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, that's it. Um, Freddy's Nightmares has ended, not with a bang, but with a whimper. And I, I am free. I am set free with the shackles. <laughs> um, the warden is at my cell door asking, how, how's the living? <laughs> Yes, and
1: word to the mother.
0: Yeah, as long as I don't stab Dr. Alamo on my way out, I am
1: free to go. I'm so I'm so elated. So, uh, you know, my question to you, Brennan, is: okay. uh, in recording this, has it been a dream? <laughs> has mm. it been a nightmare? <laughs>
0: okay. Um, I would say the towards the back half of season two, the watching of the episodes was like pulling teeth. That was definitely a nightmare. I am not more edified for having seen this television program. Um, It has not really sated my, um, like, franchise fulfillment instincts because the Freddy aspect is so minor, Mm -hmm. um, and it's not really in continuity in any way. It just doesn't feel satisfying as part of a franchise. Um, So that was really punishing. Recording? Recording was a dream. I love getting to exercise the pain that I felt over watching these episodes. Um, This show I specifically was geared towards, I wanted to talk to a lot of queer people. I wanted to talk to a lot of people who are just like my friends. Yeah. (laughs) And I think I got to do that and that's been really nice. And basically every episode I've recorded has had like a 30-minute gossip session afterwards, which is my secret favorite part of recording this show. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a mix, I guess it's bittersweet. I am happy for it to be over because I can just call my friends. I realize, (laughs) um, but yeah, Joe,
1: where can everybody find you out on the internet? (laughs) Uh, You can find me on uh, on your in your ear holes and your eyeballs. Uh, Well, no, in your ear balls. Um, (laughs) uh, Frights at Fright School on uh, all forms of social media and also any of your favorite podcatchers. Listen to me, watch a horror movie for the first time, and try to talk intelligently about it. Um, You succeed. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, Especially like you know when we talk about uh stuff that to me is like i don't know what we're going to talk about this week but you know here we are um so fright school and then if you want to listen to my thoughts about other things uh if you want to listen to me completely fan queen out on dancing with the stars you can also listen to um, art time of the month uh, which is a monthly arts recap podcast and that's also available everywhere uh, podcasts are perfect and you can find me on Twitter at it's raining brands and Instagram at the burning
0: Clem. Our artwork was created by Henry Hall. If you'd like to support trans artists, which you should, you can send him a commission at henryhall.design. Our theme song is living in a dream by pseudo echo. Um, that's all folks. There's no next episode synopsis. We are, we are done. Good put. Well, I guess I will say if you feel like you're going to be missing me and have a void in your life, uh, never fear. I have, Multiple podcasts that I'm kind of jumping forward onto. Um I will be featured on the off weeks on the podcast Alternate Ending. Um, probably starting in the new year. We're still developing that. But you can also catch me on Alternate Ending's Patreon. At the $3 tier or above, I have a um, podcast where we are talking about horror movies. Me and esteemed Wisconsin critic Tim Brayton, who's like my favorite movie critic of all time. So it's very exciting. Um. And yeah, and fingers crossed, I may or may not be developing a queer young adult literature show with Miriam from a previous episode. So check that out too.
1: Ooh. Um,
0: but that one's still in the early stages. So we'll we'll see, you know, just as a little, little, little taste. Uh, but yeah, until then, uh, sweet dreams, everybody. Bye-bye. We're free. We did it. Bye. <laughs>